Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is here. That's right. Yay. And running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. On today's show, Vicky will talk about Archer. It's back. Is it the final of the season? I think so. Possibly. Wow. BJ will talk about Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, yeah. And uh, Joe, got some video game chat with Baldur's Gate 3. I do. And, of course, the geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. Or, you know, just type in BJ Shea's Geek Nation in any search bar on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes, and you will find us. Exactly. And Vicky, don't go too far, because Archer is back. Yay! And he's out of the coma now, right? Yes. Yeah, so this okay. was the season we weren't supposed to have, because they're like, 10's going to be it. <laughs> and right at the end of 10, so the last three seasons before this have all been in his coma dream world. Mm-hmm. First one yeah. being Dreamland, where he was a private detective. Second one being Danger Island, where he was like a pilot who was in the war, but like trying to find the idol and like a weird island. Yep. And then the third one was in space. Just like Life on Mars. Had a very Life on Mars feel to it. Oh, interesting. Because it turns out that, you know, that was a story about a guy in another time, but he actually was really in space. So I like how they flipped it, Mm -hmm. where he basically was in a coma or asleep, if you will, and uh, and he was dreaming about being in space. Although in the that last season, has anybody here watched season ten? Uh, no. The last one, the space the, one, all of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so for those who don't know, and spoiler alert, it's all on Hulu right now. You can watch all the episodes, including the new ones, which is a new thing. Oh, they did. I used to have to wait forever to, for it to come on. Yeah, Hulu. Hulu's got a lot of the FX shows, FXX and FX shows, but, like like you said, the day after. Yeah, or no, I think I actually don't know what day it's coming out. Either way, yeah. it's uh, it's I just close. The, I get the notification. It's and either then day I watch of it. or day after. They're pretty close. Uh so within that season, that's when his brain started kind of twitching and realizing that not everything was what it seemed like, yep. and he was having visions of what was what what they look like in real life. And at the very end, yep. he gets out of his coma. So we're a few episodes in, and I am digging it because it's a new dynamic. It, it, he's been in a coma for three years, and everyone joked. It's like, this company would be much better if he wasn't around. Yeah, it seemed like. And it is. Yeah, seems like, like it is. It's a better work environment. Everyone's better physically, emotionally, mentally, and then he comes in and disrupts everything. Yeah, <laughs> And yet at the same time, it does feel like – how did they accomplish any of these missions without him? That's the thing, because they kind of still need him being an idiot in order to successfully figure stuff out. At least, And I've only watched the first episode, and that's what I got out of it is like, yeah, they're all in great shape. They're all much better human beings. And yet, if not for him being there and you know being Archer, they don't get that mission, that first. So it's in At very, least in these, in these current episodes, yes. Yeah. So that's interesting. So, but it, but it's a, it's a fun way to do it. And I must, I mean, I don't know how long they're going to go after this, but it's a nice way to sign off. If they, I kind of glad they, if this is a sign off, I'm glad this is the sign off and not last season because this to me, go out this. the way you came in. Like, you yeah, know, the, yeah. The, the I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, and even in the first episode, they because they're four episodes in at least. I think. Uh, well, I've seen four episodes. I should say they are basically like everything's the same. It's like we're spies again. Yep. Like, just like that. Yep, because they had originally gotten <laughs> arrested and charged for treason because they were basically spies without a license. Yeah. yeah. They weren't allowed to be doing it. You're not uh, allowed to spy. What? Yeah. <laughs> How's that work? But it's it's pretty fun. There's new dynamics with different characters. Am I spoiling the first episode because there were a few episodes in? 
Oh, yeah, I feel like, yeah. yeah. A I little mean, bit, yeah. If they just released four, that's with a, it, yeah. got a month. I'll say, uh, you know, Lana may have found love somewhere else, somewhere we would not have expected. Oh, that and was just, funny. <laughs> that was hysterical. Just like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But all the characters are fairly the same. You know, a few life changes, and they're tr- like Cheryl is, or better Carol. Better Cheryl. Is better Carol. Better Cheryl, Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is Cheryl. (laughs) It's both or whatever. Yeah, right. We're we're seeing characters we haven't seen in a minute. It's or even some that were bad and now are good. What? Oh, I I haven't seen. I haven't gone as far as she has with the episodes yet. I will say as good as in BFF status. Oh, what? It's just like what? (laughs) Uh, We did. Even Cyril seems to have his act together. Cyril Figgis. I mean, at least physically. (laughs) All right, physically. Well. Whoa, yeah. uh, but uh, we did get a guest star who I did not. I'm really good at picking up voices, and I'm pissed that I did not pick this up. Oh, really? So we know that the actor who played Woodhouse, which was his valet or his butler. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he passed away. Passed away a few seasons ago, and he did pop in here and there. But they obviously used his, the voice, what they had recorded previously. But he needs a new valet, okay. is what they say. And so they, we uh, got somebody who auditioned to be a valet. His name is Alistair, and everyone's really digging him. For wanting him for the job. Guess what British actor that we all love plays him? Ian McKellen. No. Oh. Uh, Somebody, okay, I will say Alistair is very poised and kind of sexy. Oh, Tom Hardy. Uh, but the actor. Pierce Brosnan. He's a good looking guy, but he's not what you would call sexy. Like, not what your first mind when you're thinking of a British these, sexy guy. These are tough clues. Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, Wait, no, he's sexy. Let's, we, we did talk about the boys recently. Oh, it's uh, Carl, Carl Urban? Urban? Mm-mm. Oh. He's sexy. He is sexy. The guy that plays Huey? No, I think uh, older. Older? And the boys? Oh, not, not Huey, not, but uh, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Oh, because he is he is he's Huey's father, and yes. like, yeah, wow. He's not, you know, really uh, Simon Pegg. That's yeah. cool. And I was like, oh man, this voice is so hot. Like, <laughs> my goodness. Like, okay. Could he use Star this. Trek or something? But crying out loud. I was right, thinking of the nearest thing I thought. Like, what was the close last thing I saw with him? I guess the boys work because he it's his character, and it also works. it was modeled after Huey. Him. Looks just like him in, in the comics. in the comics. Yeah. yeah, it was on purpose. But yeah, he plays Alistair, which looks like he'll at least be in the next episode. So huh. who knows how long. Cool. He'll stick around for, but that I think is that cool. is so cool. Wow. Oh, you got it. That is fun. Good Love for, everything good Simon, for Simon does. Peg, yeah, but. I mean, I, I skipped all of the weird dream archers, but I think I'll go back to this one. Okay, like, I really yes. do. I really do enjoy the show. And I enjoyed the weird dream archers. I thought they were fun in their own way. I really appreciated them. I know it wasn't what everybody thought from the original stuff, but I actually uh, really liked the diversion. Uh, out of all of them, I think the space one was the weakest. Oh, and I like space, but that's yeah. <laughs> I like space. I mean, like, yeah, right? I, I like the idea, but I feel like the episodes could have been better, and there could have been a few more fun episodes before they started kind of basically glitching out, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the first one, Dreamland, is actually pretty fun. I liked it. All right, then. Well, maybe. Well, 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 we'll and Danger Island's pretty yeah. funny, too. Okay. There's so much TV, though. That's the yes. problem. Speaking of so much TV and another animated show, Lower Decks, we mentioned a little bit of it on fr- uh, Friday's show that you have been watching it. You've talked about it a little bit. Yes. Um, but h- how's that been going? I know that you were kind of iffy on it because you weren't sure about an animated Star Trek series. And it took me a couple of episodes to really get into it because it was... You know, it, 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 Star Trek is a serious show, mm-hmm. and therefore to have a character like Mariner who just doesn't take the, the whole thing seriously, <laughs> even though she's lower decks, it took me a while to go, okay, suspend your staunchiness, just <laughs> let's go with what's happening. Okay. And then I would say by episode three, either three or four, they had me, because then you get to see the dynamic of Mariner and other people on the ship. And then 
it is such a great satire of everything Star Trek. Like really? they really, really go into this. And um, gosh, I can't remember. McNeniman, I think, is the is the creator. Brian McNeniman. If not, I, I apologize for getting his name wrong. But it is brilliant. The amount of references that are made in this show, the Easter eggs for everything Star Trek, and yet it is a modern animated comedy to the point it looks just like Final Space. The art, the art, I wouldn't oh. be surprised if it's the same artist. It looks like a mixture of Final Space and if you guys have ever seen Total Drama Island. Haven't seen that. Yes. It kind of wow. has that vibe-ish, except okay. the characters look a little bit more proportionate than they did on Total Drama Island. And BJ, you were close. It's Mike Mahan. Oh, Mick thank you. Mahan. McMahon. Mick Mahan. Yeah, Mick, yeah. Mick okay. Mahan. Or McMahon yeah. and whatever. It, it's, it's, it's M-C-M-A-H-A-N. Sorry, yeah. bro. We're yeah. killing your name. But and McMahon, speaking of the perhaps. boys, yeah. there's another boys character in this. In what? In, uh, in, in, in Lower uh, Decks? In Lower, in Lower Decks. Decks. Who's that? Jack Quaid. Oh, really? Who's he? Really? Brad. He Brad Bolmure. That's Jack? Yeah, Jack Quaid. Oh, so so Huey, right? Yeah. Huey is Brad Boimler. I never yeah. even recognized it was the same voice. That's insane. Well, Brad Boimler is a he's a major character. It's basically a show about yeah. Mariner and about Brad. And Brad is your staunch, like you know, by the book, uh, uh, basically big ass kisser type of a, <laughs> of a of a lower decks trying to be you know wants to be captain someday. Sounds like a good role for Jack <laughs> after seeing him as Huey. Yeah, and Mariner is uh, a really capable Starfleet officer that breaks every rule, but actually the rules she breaks are because she knows what she's doing, and um, it's really fun to basically see the life of. Um, all of the staunchy characters that we've known, and I say staunchy, you just know how people are on the bridge crew and yeah. all, and you get to what? see it from like the people the in the lower officers, decks. Like the main officers, yes. they have to be that. Just because I'm getting confused with the word squanch from uh, Rick and Morty, <laughs> what, is, what does that one mean? What's that? Uh, s- s- now I'm thinking squanch. What, what did I say? Squanchy? No. Staunchy? Staunchy. Oh, what staunch. does that mean? Oh, sort of like stuck up, stiff. Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking squanch, so yeah. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> it's not, not the same thing. Uh, but it's a really cool, fun show, and if you're a Trek fan, there's so much in there. If you're not a Trek fan, it doesn't matter. It's just funny. You get the idea that these guys are serving on a spaceship, and the, and the officers are all these overblown squanchy. Uh, <laughs> squanch. There were some great episodes <laughs> where... You know, Mariner was given the opportunity to be a command, an officer, and she said, I don't want to be an officer. It's so boring being an officer. And every darn thing that happened in Star Trek The Next Generation, what the officers did for fun, Lower Decks has real fun. What do the Upper Decks do? They do everything. It's like they we do have historical to reenactment crap. Exactly. So she was falling asleep during all the meetings, like the Picard style <laughs> meetings. This is so boring. And they're like, so anyway, what we have to do. And so all the characters are doing that. Yeah. And then, and tonight we're going to have a fun night. It's going to be a poetry reading, and then someone's going to play their piccolo. And <laughs> that was totally like what Terrible. was from Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah. Well, you know, someone's playing a piano recital, Data's reading something, and she's like, this is the worst ever. And that's how they punished her. They made her an officer because she would keep breaking the rules. <laughs> and so they said, we'll make her an officer. That'll show her. Because she loved every stupid, crappy yeah. job they gave and, her. And be and to be perfectly honest, if I was a lower, um, a lower ranked uh, military personnel, or maybe somebody else who isn't military, just a civilian, and I had a chance to go to the hollow deck, you bet your damn ass I'm going to be doing some weird stuff in there. Yeah, because it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> oh, I mean, would come you, uh, on? Would you have a character by the name of Badgie? 
who mm. looks very similar to Clippy from the old Microsoft Word, but it's <laughs> a st- it's a Star Trek communicator badge. Really? Who goes nuts? So awesome. Badgy and Badgy's there to help everybody out. Hi, I'm Badgy. What would you yeah. like to know about the holodeck? And then Badgy loses his ass because, as in Star Trek, when something goes wrong with power, the holodeck flips out. Next oh, thing you know, you got Moriarty, but instead of Moriarty, it's Badgy oh. who's trying to kill everybody. Okay, this 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 sounds irreverent and fun enough. Very irreverent. And I fun. really want. I you know I'm gonna is it on CBS All Access? Yes. Okay. I'm. This is something I'm gonna have to check out. Yeah. It's 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 really well done. And if you're a Trek fan at all, you're going to smile at all of the Easter eggs in there. All of the Easter eggs. They do, they really, really do a good job, and it's called uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. This is the uh, la- yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Wait, what day is today? Uh, today is Monday. Monday. Oh, yeah. Well, last week was the uh, final episode of their premiere season, oh. and people were bummed, like, only 10 episodes? Come on, man. But uh, it's very, very fun show. If you're a Trek fan or not, you're well, going to dig it. And it's perfect. You can binge season one, and uh, hopefully they'll make more later on. Love well, it. that's the hope. Right. Always, always the hope. Uh, something that's very interesting, I didn't even realize they were doing this, was that Baldur's Gate has come out with their third. And um, I'm very interested in this because it's uh, at early access right now. And Joe, you've had a chance to play it. I have. This is a video game, right? It is yes. a video game. Good job. And now I'm, I'm interested in it because it's early access. But it's early access because people can buy it, and this is the reason why they get early access? Yeah, so you okay. can buy the full game, but you only get access to their essentially beta, if you will, uh, because it's not all done yet. Mm-hmm. So you're going to not have all the classes, and you're not going to have the full storylines. But other than that, you'll have everything. <laughs> and uh, for Baldur's Gate 3, which you can go to baldursgate3.game, it says, An ancient evil has returned to Baldur's Gate, intent on devouring it from the inside out. Oh. The fate of Faerun lies in your hands. It sounds so, fun. Yeah, so for you guys who don't know, uh, Wizards of the Coast owns a lot of the D&D properties. Mm-hmm. That's their whole lore, all of that. They sold the rights to some of their campaigns and stuff like that to Larian Studios, who then does Baldur's Gate and yeah. produces these games. What they essentially are is a giant campaign that you can build a character for and go play with your friends, similar oh. to what you would do with D&D. I mm-hmm. remember this. I yeah. remember, I, yeah. this, this game's been around for, this franchise's been around for a while, exactly, video games. Yeah. yeah. So this particular game that came out has had a lot of time put into it, and from what I've been told, the player decisions that you get, there are so many of them that the replayability is incredible in comparison to their other ones. So that's kind of the big hype around this and why this early access is so important because people are finally seeing, wow, I really can customize my character to a point that I couldn't before. I can do things and actions that I couldn't before. And this is an interesting point on this as well as you're talking about this because you're creating your character at the beginning, but some people are literally like on Twitter saying, if you're not creating your normal D&D character on Baldur's Gate 3, you're doing it wrong. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. I couldn't believe it because I've played some D&D sessions, but again, that's the whole problem of finding a good DM and stuff, and it wasn't always easy. And Plus, it's like overwhelming if you don't know what you're doing when you open the book and you're looking at spells They're literally literally textbooks yeah like in it so if you're into reading textbooks not a whole lot of people are you'll just basically put a like oh i need to look at spells well i'll look at that later so imagine all of that put into a video game like with a ui that's incredible an interface that is clear cut crisp has all the uh, stuff for you rolls all the dice for you gives you all of the descriptions and it's beautiful go watch the cinematic for the bg3 spoiler like essentially their first one that they released you're you're gonna get like 
blown away to the point where you're like, <laughs> oh, man, this might be bad. Because what they do is you go on your D&D quest, and then as opposed to having a DM tell you what happens, they literally just play cutscenes for you. Over and over and over again. Wow. Uh, to the point where it's like you're watching a movie and playing a game. And I, I got to tell you, from the first 45 minutes I played, I am very excited to see this full game. And I assume probably about a year you'll get full access to everything. Because mm-hmm. for now, they're kind of being like, hey, guys, can you tell us how many people we can have on our servers before we crash the game? Uh, <laughs> but, man, I, it, just imagine Diablo meets D&D. And you've got oh, so in. I am so in on that. And right now it's available on the Google Stadia, if you have that. Uh, also on Steam. And then if you don't want to go through Steam, you can also do it at GOG.com. Um, so basically PC or Stadia at this point in time. And don't know, like you said, it's early access. They don't actually have a full announcement when they're going to put it out. And it's it's beta. So it usually and you kind of hopefully when it's ready. Yeah. is when you want to. So very hopeful on all of that. Yeah, again, they do anticipate releasing it eventually, but you know, they tell you right as you join it in the screen, hey, this is a beta, there's going to be bugs. Please don't pretend like this is the actual game. Understand yeah. we're testing it because we want you to get hyped and excited and understand that what the core of it is going to be. And you're building up the hype at this point in time also to do stuff like server, um, to see if there's going to be enough server load, like if they, they can handle all of that. What's going to happen when a billion people show up in one spot? Yeah, and you can do multiplayer online and invite three your friends to join your campaign dude that's so cool and they can hop in and out at any point because the the actual story itself is driven all one way except that of course you make the decisions in the exact moment so you literally could kill a character on accident or build a new character and then you know halfway down the line maybe introduce a different character and be like well it's fine Wow. So it's going I to be that. exciting. I love that. That's This is one of those ones that it'll bring me into more PC gaming. I don't do a lot of PC gaming anymore, so this will get me into it. Uh, going from the role-playing games to the fighting games, I love this because... Mortal Kombat has been doing stuff where they'll just release all sorts of crazy characters, and a lot of people have been clamoring for the twin to Katana, Melina. And oh, yeah. they I haven't her. been playing, they haven't shown her, and she was originally an MK2, and it's the same thing that they would do in the first one, where they just kind of palette swap ninjas, and she was the one with the size, and then we find out that she actually has a big old fangy face, and it's kind of terrifying, and they just released a trailer for MK11 Ultimate that brings Melina, brings two other characters. One of them is not even a part of the MK universe. Uh, it's, first, it shows the trailer shows um, a character named Rain, who is another a palette swap ninja, basically. But since they've been able to kind of go nuts and be able to have, hey, everyone gets their own character, uh, you know, uh, body and all of that stuff. They don't have to do all of that. So they have that character who looks super badass, starts fighting Melina. And then all of a sudden they stop fighting and they're like, who are you? Well, turns out, Rambo is joining the fight. What? What? Yes. Now, they've done this in the past with both, like, uh, Freddy and Jason from the horror movies, and they've done some other stuff before, and this is really strange because he is, like, he comes out with his big old machine gun from, I think, uh, I think First Blood Part 2. He starts, goody, 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 goody. You don't see any of the, the brutality or anything like that, but you have to imagine if he's got the gun in the trailer... That's probably going to be his fatality. And something even better on this, guess who's voicing Rambo? Sylvester Stallone. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. wow. He's actually going to be voiced 
by Sylvester Stallone. I was going to say Arnold Schwarzenegger because I think that'd be funny. That would actually be super, super funny. But nope, nope, nope. It looks like, yep, it's going to be uh, Rain, Melina, and John Rambo as playable characters in MK11 Ultimate. Wow. <laughs> it's so dumb. Not what I, I would have guessed, but I like it. Right? Like, I'm super happy for that. Like, it's... It's silly and it's fun, and I don't even play Mortal Kombat anymore. But I literally will just sit there and I'll watch the YouTube videos of the fatalities because they are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, MK11 it arrives. Uh, you can get it for PS4, eventually PS5, Xbox One, the Xbox Series uh, XS, and all those things. You can even get it on Nintendo Switch. So oh. you know it's always fun. So when you're not playing Animal Crossing, you can play Mortal Kombat. Of course. Now it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. What's going on? On, Vicky. All right. Rev, I think, is the only one here that actually enjoys horror movies. Oh, I love them. I love, I love scary movies. Just spent the weekend with the Bone Bat Film Festival online, sitting nice. at home. Oh, I thought you were talking something very disparagingly nope. about somebody you were sitting with. It. Don't call nope. anybody a Bone Bat, especially if it's your significant other. No, it's a great right. podcast with my oh. brother Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, don't even worry about all of that. I was just sitting at home, you know, safe, in the comfort of my own home, no pants, watching some horror movies. Well, I there's mean, nothing wrong with that, I, but that <laughs> sounds very horrifying, actually. <laughs> I actually enjoy you as a, as a co-worker, but I did find you another job. Uh, uh, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good call. I mean, we're going to miss you. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> actually, this is like, like you could do this in like a day or two. So oh. I mean, it'll be a side hustle, if you will. But a company is willing to pay someone $1,000 to watch horror movies. That's a lot of money. Right. So, I mean, it's like, are you tired of watching Hocus Pocus over and over again? Is Beetlejuice not scary enough for you? CableTV.com and HighSpeedInternet.com are looking for one lucky, or unlucky if it was me, <laughs> Right. Person to just plop down on the couch and get paid to binge watch twenty four hours worth of horror movies. Oh, that's straight. A lot. That's that's a lot. Like, do we while have to you're binge it straight, while you're watching the scary movies, you must live tweet the marathon, oh, right. uh, which is what the entry form kind of dictates. And in exchange between watching twelve to sixteen movies, you'll get about thousand dollars and fifty dollars Starbucks gift card. Oh, and candy. Oh, and candy. And candy. Well, all right then. You're gonna so, need that Starbucks. Yeah, gift you're gonna card. need it for the coffee. Right, and of course candy. Because now that it feels at that point that yeah, they want me to do it twenty four hours straight. And you know what? For a thousand dollars, I'll do it. Woo! Uh, all right. Well, you just watch like all the Saw movies, and you watch all the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and then the uh, all of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and then I'm done. Yeah, you got to give me a twelve. Yeah, <laughs> about twelve movies should do it. I think maybe twelve to fourteen. Yeah, hey, paying you over forty bucks an hour. Yeah. Whoa. And I'm not. It doesn't math. say anywhere oh, where it, that it has to be in a row or. Well, if you're live tweeting, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. If it's a marathon. Oh that, wait, they say a marathon, so they pick it. I mean, it's their marathon, uh, and you've got a lot of Do I got to be? I mean, oh boy, mm. there's some really interesting horror movies that I don't know if I'd be down for, but yeah, you know what? You're going to have to be. Well, that's fine. Uh, I can still watch horror movies. No, <laughs> yeah. it says I think you, you can pick any of them. It says so oh. hop on Shutter, Prime Video, Screenbox, Netflix, oh. or any streaming service and start dreaming of what you'll, of what you'll screen if you win. So any kind of movies, all that stuff. Um, they just so you get to pick at least, but maybe they'll show them as a marathon. And yeah. everybody can watch them with you, maybe? I don't know. I guess. You just have to really just live tweet it. And in order to apply, you have to fill out the information form. I must say, I've seen these before. This is not the first time this company has done this, or both companies, because I did the Friends one. I yeah. applied to watch Friends for a certain amount of time. And I think the way they specified it is you had to watch a certain amount of episodes in a certain uh, amount of time. Okay. That's so think, better. So I think you had like two or three days. They did not pick me, because you're they, they don't say it's required, but they do say a video helps. But they did not oh. pick me, and I'm very upset. 
Because I am the She's biggest. The, you are the friend's queen. I'm the friend's queen. I can tell you everything. Yep. Looking at it right now, you get to decide what you watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, 12 to 16 movies. Oh, yeah. Going to do this. I'm going to do. I'm All gonna right. Just, I mean, just apply. I mean, what ha- like, why not? It's 1000 right? bucks. There's your holiday shopping. The $50 gift card to Starbucks is your coffee you can watch during. And then who, the, who doesn't want candy? Full name. I Rev want candy. So while, while Rev does this, <laughs> I know Rev, you obviously either like or have watched and or played Resident Evil. Yes. Joe, I believe this is the same you've played. That is correct. You've seen I the movies? I have watched Lilo Dallas. And you've seen the movies. movies. I've seen the first 10 minutes of the first one. Oh, hey, look, that's be- that's 10 minutes more than I thought you would. I think. I did not like. Uh, <laughs> 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 but did you know they're doing a reboot already? A what? reboot of the entire series? Yes, the Resident I, Evil reboot. When did they have the first the cast. one drop? Was it like I would say oh, it's early two thousands? That be, sounds right. Yeah. Because Mia uh, Mila, uh, Mia Jojovic or Jojovic, however I, I always get her name wrong, but I think they were riding the coattails of her Fifth Element success, and that was ninety seven. Two thousand two. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Whoa, that movie. Oh wow, so, the Resident Evil series has made over uh, a billion a bucks. A lot of money. Now you and, know why they're going to reboot. Yes, it. and the last movie they came out with was in twenty sixteen. So it's not and that they, long ago. So Danny DeVito is going to be getting the lead role, right? Yes. He'll That's look hot in character. that red dress. <laughs> yes. Uh, they needed to, by the way, because like uh, they kind of blew up the world. Like everything got terrible. Yeah. And they're still making video games. And I know they really like pairing the, the video game with the movies because they do so well together. Mm-hmm. So this makes sense. They'd reboot it to your point because there's no world to go back to in the movies. I will, I will say, though, <laughs> I feel like well, I, I know BJ for sure. I don't think you're going to have a problem with this cast. Oh, really? Okay. Who do we got? So first being Kayla Scodelario. I didn't she, go. Do I know her? Did you watch The Maze Runner? I did. She was the girl in The Maze Runner. Oh, really? Oh, um, she I was never, also, I, Kayla was cool in that movie. She was also uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which was... Eh, eh, well, that was your movie. You'd have to make <laughs> the call on that. I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of like Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Like you're not in it because it's going to be great. You're in it because you're just going to have a good time and be done with it and probably never see it again. Or maybe you're just in it to win it. Think and also because it's second. my dad and I's thing. Oh, uh, yeah. she, that's it. She is set to uh, play Claire Redfield. Okay, this could be a great a great role for her if mm-hmm. if it turns out to be successful or at least a good money maker if they can keep high on her back. And this one, I think uh, BJ was recently raving about, and sh- he really likes this actress. Oh, I know. Hannah John Cammon. Oh, I like Hannah John a lot. Well, she, she wasn't who I recently raved about, but I have raved about yes. her in the past. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. She, uh, she was uh, Ghost. Killjoys. Oh, And Killjoys. Yeah. And wasn't yeah. she in something else recently that you were digging? Was oh, it Euphoria? Oh, gosh. I forget where I saw her. It might it might have been uh, Brave New World. I can't remember. I've seen Hannah. I think it was Brave New World. She was actually, uh, she's been, I think she was uh, one of the people in Brave New World, though I have not watched beyond the first episode. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, you are correct on that. She was in Brave New World yeah, and she, Killjoys. Yeah, she's she's good, and she was on a great episode of uh, Black Mirror. I mean, I forget which one, but she was in. There's <laughs> the one where the guy was like a video game tester, and she was his girlfriend. Oh yeah, that one was nuts. Yeah, he yeah. goes in and it, yeah, like it's a whole yeah. thing. Go- yeah. So oh, that's a spider one. She yeah. is actually uh, expected to be taking on the role of Jill Valentine, one of the original characters in the first Resident Evil video game. Oh, Ooh. yeah. So they're going really back into it and resetting it. I Maybe. don't know much about Jill Valentine. Do you know her? I think just more along the lines of uh, not so much, but Does just she kick ass. Oh, they all do. Okay. And good. it's more along the lines of keeping it more in line with the actual mm-hmm. games, which yeah. would make more sense. If they keep it like to the towns, like Joe was saying, and don't turn it into the worldwide 
epidemic that it really was in the movies. I think that keeps the horror even better at that point. Yeah, I was wondering, what are they classifying it as? Because they went from horror movies more to action movies when they kind of progressed in the series. So I'm wondering if they're going to go back to that original, like you said, more horror-ish. They're in a small town, mm. houses. They discover an underground laboratory where they're getting tested on and then mm-hmm. zombies break out as opposed to oh, the ones boy. where it was like they're in the desert and the world's gone and there are zombies everywhere. <laughs> and, and they're they being chased by murder crows. Yeah. So that's like Mad Max <laughs> resistance. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Resident yeah. Evil really resistance, but Resident Evil, Mad Max, yeah. And yeah. then, you know, yeah, a lot of tropes seem to be thrown into that world, but... You know, successful when you consider because the games came first, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, how many how many uh, like movies do you know are successful from video games? Oh, I, that's mm-hmm. why I give Resident Evil credit uh, because mm-hmm. there weren't that many that you yeah. could point to, and at least you know yeah, Resident really, Evil yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, fantastically. Following, yeah. Sure too. Oh, yeah. 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 By so, the way, go back a few episodes ago, and one of my geek sheets, we did talk uh, what bad movies produce good video games. We did, and uh, oh. sometimes it does happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to quickly run down the list? We got Robbie Amell. Oh, Robbie Amell, who's in Upload. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, he was in The Flash. Tom Hopper from Game of Thrones and Umbrella Academy. Okay. And a few oh, other yeah. people I don't know. Neil McDonnell. He was in Minority Report. Oh, Neil McDonough. McDonough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he was also a bad guy in uh, Arrow. Yes. Oh, yeah. this sounds like a lot and of fun. And he's done a lot of other that. cool stuff, too, but he was he was recently, last time I saw him, he was a bad guy in Arrow. You said Tom Hopper, and I'm like, I'm in. Yep, <laughs> she's in. <laughs> I love me some Tom Hopper. Yeah, you do. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy.